most workers, listen to this, being 92% think they have strong emotional intelligence, but oh. fewer than 74% believe that their bosses do. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, madame and monsieur, everyone. Uh, welcome to another exciting week of our past, uh, our podcast. You know what was happening for me there, Christopher? I you weren't paying my, attention as usual? No, I was saying to myself, remember the name. And then by saying that, remember the name, I, I forgot the messed name. it up. So inspired action for imperfect human podcasts. And I didn't even look it up. So this is great. Listen, how are you doing, buddy? I, I don't know. I keep thinking I need to get you like <clears throat> a packet of post-its or something so you can write yourself a reminder about what our podcast is called that we've been doing for four seasons. <laughs> I think you're on to something there. I think you're on to something, but I think, you know, maybe that's a good thing. That's maybe it has something to do with my emotional intelligence that I'm so emotionally connected with self that my intelligence is really about myself and not external. Could that be it? Do you think that's no, <clears throat> not oh, at all. Not that has not at with. all now listen i wanted to chat about emotional intelligence today only because you and i've gone back and forth and we've worked with different people and we've spoke about this um you know on different occasions when it comes to emotions because there's still this thing around keeping emotions out of the organization keeping emotions sometimes even in our personal relationships right when we get so emotionally engaged sometimes it goes off and then we talk about it's okay to be mindful for your emotions. So I'm just wondering, which is it? Have emotions? Don't have emotions? Does emotion intelligence actually speaks to it? What, well, what's the I, final word on emotions? Yeah, I think, I think this is a, a really interesting thing, Kyle. And it's something that I pay a lot of attention to. Because certainly when I was in working in a corporate, I'll tell you a story here. Mm -hmm. um, on three separate occasions in my work career i was criticized as being too emotional really? and in in two cases i was called mr sensitive um which is uh well it doesn't i'll just say it doesn't happen anymore um, no, I'm just saying, is that a is that a problem though to be sensitive i mean i mean i think with context maybe well i think this is the problem though is that i think you have to remember, and honestly, we don't do this very often on our podcast, but I think that this actually has to do with um, like white male heterosexual bias mm -hmm. in a way, because, because if you look at it, it's like it started, I don't, I don't know when, but like the weaker sex is women and it's because women are emotional. Uh, so right. And so I'm wondering if there's some carry through from that where emotions mm -hmm. are not seen as high currency in the workplace. Mm -hmm. But I think what's not actually seen is 
high currency in the workplace is when people lose control of their emotions. I think I think that's the the bigger issue here. It's interesting. I um I coach a couple of excuse the term but alpha males and the reason why they're they're young alpha males but they're so woke and they're like they're like even though I'm going to be a tribe leader one day right I or or and and in some cases are right like they're both yeah. in leadership positions they they recognize that they have to understand their own emotions to be able to lead effectively. And so I'm so privileged to be able to coach them, honestly. Um, in my own case, it was so funny because the last time somebody says, wow, you're really sensitive about these things, hey? I, uh, <laughs> I responded, reacted uh, by slamming the door and saying, "You." bet your bottom dollar I'm goddamn sensitive. <laughs> I'm like, that's why my team performs the best out of any yeah. team in this company. And yeah. we've got the numbers to prove it. That's why you give me the biggest raises and biggest bonuses. Yeah. It's because I'm, I'm self-aware. So the next time you're going to insult me by call, calling me Mr. Sensitive, mm -hmm. you're going to attach a big fat paycheck to it because you're taking advantage of it. You might not like the liability of it, but it, I'll, I'll get impassioned about it if you want. I mean, <laughs> I've I, learned a I, few I things this, since then, but yeah, I mean, I've said this often where I, I actually like that someone is emotionally connected, right? Yes, I agree. Sometimes someone can get really emotional and to the point where it's disruptive. Um, uh, however, there's something behind that that's worth exploring, right? We can't just say, oh my God, that person is so sensitive. Oh, that guy, that person takes everything so literal. That, there's something going on. And I think, you know, I'd rather that because then it allows for dialogue, I think. It allows for you to be able to uncover and engage that person versus the one that you don't even know what's happening. I mean, I'd be worried about those folks, right? Where we don't even know what's happening because there's people who do that, right? I yeah, I totally agree. It's interesting too, because I think that there's a lot of confusion about like, what is, you know, like, like I, I, uh, I worked with a guy, he was a very old school guy. He was a contractor and he was known for mm -hmm. getting results, but the way that he got results, and I'm not even kidding you, like, like prior to him working with us in, in the eighties and nineties, he'd walk into a room and he'd be like, we missed the project deadline. You're all fired. And he would fire the whole room, uh, the entire project team of 30 people on the spot. And, and that's seen as, you know, like, like that's, that's seen as like leadership or as like taking yeah. charge. And it's like, you know, that's really appropriate in one case, which is probably if all 30 people had risked the lives of somebody else by neglecting safety or something, mm -hmm. I think that that kind of reaction is appropriate. But I think because there's this bias that that's getting results and that's, whatever that's seen as currency rather than as actually just another emotional reaction. Like that person is just as sensitive as I am and maybe more so actually, cause I never did that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting here, Kyle, when we look at like emotional intelligence here, there's, the, here, there's some interesting findings and in research. So I've got a few of them to go through here, but, but um, this, I think that this is like, when you look at the numbers, and you pay attention to them, it tells a story. And I'm not sure it's a story that people want to hear, even about themselves. So in the workplace, more than one in five employees, so 21% believe emotional quotient is more valuable in the workplace than intellectual quotient. Oh, wow. And then 21%. nearly, yeah, so basically 
21%. So nearly two thirds, 65% said that the two are equally important. So that's good. That's a, that's a more representative yeah. number. Um, most workers, listen to this, being 92% think they have strong emotional intelligence, but oh. fewer than 74% believe that their bosses do. Interesting. That's a they total disconnect. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, it's like we've been saying lately about a lot of these research we've been looking at as what's happening in the workplace. And there seems to be some consistency between what the employee group feels and think and what the employers um, think and feel. So yeah, this is just another one of those things where we're like, ah, oh, there's a big disconnect totally. there again. There's mm -hmm. a disconnect. And, and I'll tell you something. In my experience, I think when they say 92% think they have strong emotional intelligence. I would say that in reality, that pro that number is probably less than 30%. I actually right. think less than 30% of people have really strong emotional intelligence. Right. I think most people have adequate emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. I'll give you, um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of, uh, a quick, uh, there's a few more of these, but I think, you know, we, we need to come back here and define emotional intelligence. Okay. So basically, yeah. Emotional intelligence is most often defined as the ability to perceive, to use, to understand, manage, and handle emotions. So basically the idea is not that we're checking our emotions at the door, but actually that we're recognizing our emotions and using them and understanding them in the workplace effectively, rather than, and in our lives, rather than trying to avoid them or check them at the door. And in fact, those who avoid and check them at the door have low emotional intelligence. Those that are uncomfortable with others' emotions have lower emotional intelligence. Um, and, and it is a liability to have lower emotional intelligence. Why is this important? Like, why not just check it at the door? Right. Now, could you hold that thought for a second? Because I wanted to add a little bit to it, just when we're talking about the definition and the key areas you and I'm not sure what you have in front of you, uh, if you're going to touch on some of this, but as well, um, I just want to give some folks some context, if that's okay. You go cool with that? Yeah. So no, not really. But <laughs> it was I mean, guys, I get to talk. Guys, ahead. Listen to this. I'm going to chat. Uh, Daniel Goldman first brought emotional intelligence uh, to a wide audience in his book that was in, done in 1995. The book of that name uh, was Emotional Intelligence, right? He found that while the qualities of traditional associated um, with a leadership such as intelligence, toughness, uh, determination, and vision are required for success, they are insufficient. Like what we're saying, you know, you know, before of just, you know, how we do things, we need to be mindful about not just checking things at the doors because there's other elements that plays a role in that. Truly effective leaders are also distinguished by high degree of emotional intelligence, right? Um, now, here's the main area, which includes self-awareness. This is the ability to recognize what you're feeling, to understand the habitual emotions, responses to events, and to recognize your emotions, right? So even checking at the door kind of concept is not always going to work. Yes, it's good for you to be mindful. And you might have to say, hey, I have to play this out. I can't just go in and say, hey, everyone, I'm aware of myself. I'm emotional right now. And everyone has to deal with it. That's not what we're saying. And I think we're going to touch on that a little bit. The other area was managing emotions, the ability to stay focused and think clearly, even when experiencing powerful emotions, because sometimes someone might lose a loved one, someone might had a fight with their significant other, someone might be nervous about a certain task or project. 
The third area was motivating oneself, the ability to use deepest emotions to move and guide you towards your goals, right? Because that's really what it is. And you and I have talked about, you know, self-motivation uh, before. Um, the next area, uh, there's two more here. The next area was empathy, right? The ability to sense, to understand and respond to what other people are feeling. Hence, checking at the door when someone's coming in, feeling a certain way, we can't just ignore, like, I'm going to stay away from him today. He seems emotional, right? And the final one was social skill, the ability to manage, influence, and inspire emotions in others, because we're human. We all kind of work together. When did that model come out? Did you, did you give a year 1995. Yeah, 1995. I, sus I suspect that some of that has been deconstructed now things like when we sure. look at like motivation and stuff like that I don't think mm -hmm. that that's a factor in emotional intelligence at all um I think I think I shouldn't say at all I think it's a a factor from the perspective that we recognize that mm. motivation will come and go like all emotions and motivation right. is driven by emotion it's Absolutely. not it's so, so yeah so it's interesting so if we're yeah. trying to control motivation we have to control our emotions but exactly. controlling our emotions isn't always the it isn't always what emotional intelligence is about so right so yeah I, I find that i think that's very interesting thank you for sharing i think um girl when that's i say thank you for sharing girl when, when we say thank you for sharing that means i'd like to move on now that's what that really means <laughs> i think like i said it was initial that it came to the wide um audience at that point but i agree with you you and i've seen a lot of different things where there's some evolution of it right and just simplification in certain areas and some certain areas of clarity yeah totally so uh, so i th i think that there's some really interesting uh things here for us to pay attention to um the reason why we have to have this in our workplaces mm -hmm. is because you cannot bypass human emotion in the body you cannot bypass there was a meta-analysis done on thousands and thousands and thousands of studies and what they know is that it is tied to our physiology meaning mm. unless you are not neurotypical you cannot bypass human emotion now you might lead with emotion in certain circumstances and you might keep emotion tucked back in certain circumstances mm. right and you might um uh change it up once in a while and as a default, your preference might be to lead with emotion or your right. preference might be to keep it tuck, tucked back. Mm -hmm. But I know what we're seeing in terms of like workplace engagement and workplace uh, uh, retention, which is a huge thing in 2022. Um, you know, here in Canada uh, and the States where there are labor shortages, and you know really we're kind of headed into hyperinflation it looks like here if you look at our fuel prices holy crap mm -hmm. right so <laughs> so you you look at this kind of stuff and it's like emotional intelligence is going to be the name of the game here um as as we kind of move into this this next phase of of kind of like workplace economics right and when i say workplace economics i'm like what is defined as currency so education is currency experience right. is currency um, I think leadership skills are currency and not just for leaders, but in all people. And, and I think the ability to effectively follow uh, as well. But I think emotional intelligence is at the uh, top of the list. Um, yeah, so what can people do? Well, I think, Kyle, there's a part here 
where girl, you derailed my thought. I don't want to talk about what people can do yet. <laughs> You're okay to give me the five minute mark, the the three second mark, the <laughs> But when you're by the on way, the Kyle, we got five minutes now that you're talking. Um, um I I think uh this is interesting too. Did you know that more than six out of ten? So this is of people who admit it, which means that the number is higher. When we look right. at self-reported data with yeah. stuff like this, six and ten, so 61% yeah. admitted that they've let their emotions get the better of them in the office, which means it's probably closer to 80%. Oh, and, and that 20% uh, probably isn't identifying what they're doing as an emotion. Mm -hmm. They might be in it, but don't even identify it. Kyle, have you let your emotions get the better of you at the office Never. when when and where? Never. Never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Folks, you know that this is a lie. He's doing it right now. So, so Kyle, what should people do about this? Well, there's a couple of things I think. Well, one, as coaches, we can test, right? There's a lot of little tests that's out there and what have you to be able to, you know, go through those. What's one of the tests categories. that people can reach out to you for? Uh, the, we have an EI test that we do, right? There's a self-reporting EI test that we ask some questions around some of those areas that uh, right. we talked about. The other thing too is um, just people being mindful right of the emotion right like no matter what it is so if you go to a meeting if you're interacting sometimes you have to stop and just say you know what I'm, and i love this question that i i always share with my clients and folks is what i'm feeling or thinking right now is that based off feelings or facts you know it's just being aware just asking myself what i'm experiencing right now is that based off feelings or facts right because feelings is like hey i don't know right because the story we start telling ourselves is this guy thinks you know he hates me she hates me she this you but but i don't actually know that for sure so i have some emotional feeling around a situation so just be mindful of it would be one of it what do you think yeah i agree i'd like to expand on that i think um one of the key things here that um people often miss and man, like if you can do this with your kids, you're going to change their lives. Um, the idea here is to um, is to actually get better at labeling your emotions. So this isn't all of emotional intelligence, but the first step is awareness. And that's like anything in life. You want to lose weight, you have to create awareness around what you're eating and how much and how often and what you're feeling. If you want to uh, be less angry at work, you have to create awareness around it. So everything starts with awareness. And so emotional labeling is one aspect of emotional intelligence. And I do think that people should have an emotions list in front of them. I think that they should look at how intense that emotion is and they need to label it. And checking a, a couple of times a day uh, can be really, really helpful. Um, what they have noted is that the more granular, so they call it emotional granularity. This is what the researchers are calling it, emotional granularity. <clears throat> your ability to get super granular with labeling your emotions so meaning you've got lots of words for your emotions actually creates that flexibility in your thinking so this is totally appropriate for a workplace because how often are people in fixed thinking right. and the fixed thinking is almost always emotionally driven yeah. so if, if people can understand like if you say that i you know i check my emotions at the door and blah, 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 but you're a stick in the mud, you do not have high emotional intelligence in that moment, right? Like, I, I think that people just read it as a certain currency, right? So I think you gotta get really good at labeling emotions 
And yeah, I, I like that. If I could share just two, two quick questions that usually comes up when we do that self um, emotional checklist, you know, something I mentioned earlier, the first question was, I realize immediately when I lose my temper, right? Does that always apply to you? Does it uh, does not apply to you? And the second one is I can reframe bad situations quickly. You know, and not only at the workplace, what about your relationships? Right? Are you mindful of your temper? Right? Because I think sometimes when we're in a comfortable situation, like a home, a friendship, or what have you, we tend to um, probably be not as quick to recognize that we, we we're quite secure in that and we feel that we show a lot of emotions in that. I totally agree, Kyle. And I think, <clears throat> I think that if, you know, we talk about anger, but I think it goes the other way too. I worked okay. with a woman who said that like, when she's upset, if she can just have her 20 minutes to cry, that's all she needs, then mm -hmm. we can move on. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm like Mr. Emotional, apparently, according to my previous workplaces, but that's actually not appropriate. Like that's a codependency. So if you need that, go take a break, step outside, go cry. Like I have no problem with tears. I'm not uncomfortable with emotions. It's just not appropriate to hijack somebody's day. And I think in this case, it wasn't like a once a year thing. It was like a once a week thing. And I'm like, that's not like, like you can't, you can't hijack somebody's day and not expect them to be like check your emotions at the door right. right so the idea is to recognize where you are take a break mm -hmm. you know go go do the emotional thing and then collect yourself and come back prepared to have a conversation right but it's i think it goes both ways it's not just angry people i think it's also people who are quote unquote emotionally shut off mm -hmm. and they're making decisions without the people factor that yeah. totally reeks of uh, uh, low emotional yeah. intelligence. Absolutely. And, and there's times where things will happen. And if you become what we called emotionally charged, there's something to be able to communicate that, you know what, um, something's happening for me right now. I just, I need a moment, like you were saying, go and collect yourself and come back. Right. Um, but also to communicate that with someone, cause you might be in a conversation where you just have to say, you know what, I'm, this is really making me emotionally charged right now. Just, could you give me a moment and I will continue this conversation. It's not, oh, just, yeah, I'm really emotionally charged, so stop. No, like we still have to move forward. Totally. Totally. I totally agree with you. Folks, your imperfect inspired action this week is to get in touch with your emotions in the workplace. Just note how you're feeling, get emotionally granular, and maybe even learn something like nonviolent communication where you learn to communicate your emotions effectively. See you next week. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. And I thought it was interesting guy was the gunman was yelling at the manager to open the safe he stopped and he looked at him and says relax just give me a break i'm trying to open the safe right and i'm thinking at this point oh my god he's gonna get shot like it's just